Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. On tonight's broadcast, we're going to be back in the book of Ephesians, and we'll be starting with chapter 2. I tell you folks, it's been great seeing what God has had for us in the book of Ephesians, and I cannot wait to see what he has for us tonight. We're going to be specifically looking at the word quickened and what that means for us as believers. So let's get started. And hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you once again. And uh, I really appreciate the fact that you have joined me here again on another Thursday night. Um, it seems like the weeks go by pretty quickly. And it uh, seems like just a couple days ago, oh wait, a couple days ago I was live. Uh, so there's a surprise little video on Tuesday night that I did. And uh, so go back and check that out if, you, if you'd like. Um... If you're on Facebook right now, I hope you can see this. This should be going out. Um, it was saying that it was having some difficulty. Let me um, just give me one second here. Oh, dead air. Okay, now we're. I think we're in business now. So I got that pulled up. So I can monitor any kind of comments. Uh, I will say one thing about the comments. I, I've seemed like last week when I wasn't trying to constantly look over there or try to pull it up here on my monitor, which is kind of distracting. It feels like that I, I had a, a lot better of, well, I don't want to say a lot better of a time, but um, I would say that I was able to concentrate more and just be able to um, just read the scriptures and what God has laid on my heart here as we just go through it line by line, uh, precept upon precept. And, uh, and so what we'll do tonight, uh, and we'll try that again. So if you have a comment or a question, uh, do me a favor. Um, if you're following along, uh, you should have your Bibles with you, please. Your King James Bible, have them open up. Maybe have a piece of paper on the side. And if you have a question or a comment, uh, put it as what is to re in regards to, um, you know, and then write the question down. And then at the, towards the end, you can just type it up as a comment or, or, or a question, and um, then we can do it that way. Let's try that tonight. And also, don't forget, you can always uh, reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com, ltmbiy at yahoo.com. You can always reach me there, and I try to get back to you as soon as possible. In fact, as I mentioned Tuesday night, uh, somebody reached out to me on, um, on email, uh, Brother Stephen. I don't know if he's on here tonight or not, but uh, he reached out to me on email, and we were able to um, finally get to, a chance to talk maybe like a day later or whenever he reached out. So. Uh, it was really good to talk to you uh, as well, Brother Stephen. If you're if you're watching this, and uh, so we we had a very good conversation and good fellowship uh, a couple nights ago, uh, Sunday night, I believe it was. Yes, 
Um, but anyways, let's try that again tonight where we'll have um, comments, questions towards the end. Now, if you have something you'd like to say to those that are in the comment section, uh, by all means, you guys can uh, talk back and forth or, or whatever if you'd like to bring something up. Um, that's perfectly fine. Uh, and then um, if you would, too, if you watch this later on, please make sure you put a comment down below. Speaking of comments down below, if you're watching on Facebook Live or on YouTube and you're a first-time, um, I guess, uh, sub, not subscriber, but maybe you're just a first-time you've tuned into this broadcast, uh, would you leave a comment uh, either below or in the live stream chat? And um, I would appreciate that as well, just because I'd like to know if there's uh, some people coming in. Uh, and just this past week on that Tuesday night quick video that I did, uh, it was just more of just a kind of fellowship and talk and um, really uh, say thank you to my parents. And um, I had a dislike on there and I wasn't offended. Um, I, I've said from the beginning, this dislikes, since I'm not monetized, do absolutely nothing to this channel. Um, and they don't do anything to me personally, especially if you don't leave a comment. If you dislike a video and you're watching it, though, I did say on the, as on the comment, I said, look, if I'm off scripturally, I'm not, I want to have my mind changed biblically. So if there's something that I, I said that was unbiblical, uh, please let me know. Uh, please let me know in those comments below or just words of encouragement. Those are always nice as well. Uh, but anyways, so a lot more people have been tuning in and, uh, and subscribing over on the Facebook Live on ministry page. I guess uh, the Facebook uh, ministry page, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Um, so if you're new to the page and the uh, ministry and you're the first time you're watching this, just leave a comment in the comment section or on the live chat, and uh, I would appreciate it. Okay, so tonight we are in chapter two. So we took two weeks to study chapter one because there was so much to go over. And again, we could probably go back into chapter one for another two, three, four weeks and still not cover it all in these uh, 40 minutes or so that we do on Thursday nights. However, um, I wanted to move on because Ephesians 2 is it's just as good because the entire Bible is just good food. It's good meat. It's good bread. It's good. Uh, the milk of the word, everything. It's a good meal. And uh, so I wanted to move on and uh, go up to this next chapter and concentrate on quickened. Um, quickened, again, is made alive again. So you were once alive and you were dead and then you're made alive again. We know this from the fall of man. We know this from the creation of man. We were made perfect. Um, there was nothing in the beginning. There was nothing wrong with us. Perfect beings, God created in the image of God, uh, and we without any sin. But when man sinned and fell, we needed to be redeemed. We needed to be made alive again. We are dead in trespasses and sins until salvation. So if you are watching this tonight and you have not been saved, you have not been born again, um, you are dead in trespasses and sins. And you say, well, that's kind of strange. I, I feel pretty alive. In the flesh you may be, but 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says that you're the natural man. You cannot even discern some of these things that I'm going to talk about tonight until you get the mind of Christ, until you receive the Holy Spirit at the moment of salvation. That, you know, you recognize the fact that you are a sinner. You didn't have to learn how to be a sinner. You were born one. 
And uh, because by one man sin entered into the world, and that was Adam. So by one man, though, God in flesh, sin was taken out of the world. As far as you put your faith and trust in his work on the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection, and we'll get into a little bit of that tonight as well, but that is the quickening, the quickened. You're made alive again. Your spirit is quickened, and we're going to buy the spirit. It's going to be amazing to watch tonight uh, what God has for us, and so let's get right into the word. Let's get right into the word in Ephesians chapter 2. And again, the obligatory coffee slurp. I learned that from a professional broadcaster and um, said you need to do that just so uh, those that are listening uh, to the podcast version. And by the way, go check those out. Uh, I've, been, I've been working on the entrance, the inter, introduction. Uh, to those and everything like that. And I think it's a very professionally sounding podcast. You want to listen to it in your car. It sounds great. And um, but go check them out on the any of the podcast platforms that you can think of. I think they're all, I think I'm on all of them. I, if you can't find me on one, try another one. Uh, but anyways, search for Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast. All, um, all of that. You got to search the entire thing and it should come up. Okay. And as I looked over there, I see Brother Stephen is on. So, hello, sir. Looks and sounds good on Facebook. All right, great. All right, so now I'm going to try to ignore that, and let's get into the Word of God. Okay, so open up your King James Bible to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. And it starts out right away with... Our, our theme, I guess you would say, or the, the concentration uh, that I want everybody to notice tonight. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Okay, right away it says quickened. It's made alive. In fact, if you, uh, and I'll do it here real quick. I'll pull up the Webster's, the trusty Webster's 1828 dictionary. And when I do that, let's type in quickened. And here's the definitions uh, of quickened. Made alive, revived, vivified, reinvigorated, accelerated, hastened, stimulated, incited. But the first definition of made alive, revived. So I think of um, a situation that... um, that we had when we were back in the house in Pennsylvania, where um, we were going to bed one night, and I was laying there, and at the time, my father-in-law uh, lived with us. And um, when uh, my wife said uh, he had called for her, and so she went down the hall and was checking on him, and when she did that, uh, she said, Michael, and not in the, not in the way that... Uh, Normally, she would say that to me, you know, use my name. I knew immediately something was wrong. I got up out of bed, and um, I went into uh, my father-in-law's, the guest bedroom that he was staying in at the time, and he was in full cardiac arrest. And 
his heart had stopped. Uh, he wasn't breathing, and he had uh, passed out as far as that goes and, and was laid back on the bed. Um, it was pretty scary. Um, and I remember just all the training. I didn't even think about it. I, I didn't even think about, uh, you know, my goodness, uh, a man is dying <laughs> here in my house. My father-in-law, who I've known for over 20 years, um, and here he is. And so I got him off the bed. And all I remember is, you know, I got him off the bed because I knew I didn't want to do CPR um, on on the bed because there's nothing against the backs. You know what I'm saying? So if you as you do the compressions, um, it's not going to compress the right way. And uh, so I, I pulled him off. And I remember f- feeling how light he is. I mean, he's a, he's a small guy. Um, and I got him on the floor and I started doing compressions. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever done those before, if you've ever uh, administered CPR, uh, when you start on the compressions, um, if you're not feeling and hearing things popping, you're not doing it right. And so <laughs> uh, all that stuff was happening. And all I, all I remember is the fact that uh, he was not breathing. And as I, as I kept uh, doing compressions, my wife was on the phone with the, uh, the, the first responders and they were on their way. But you know, in the rural uh, Pennsylvania, you know, that could be five, 10 minutes, if not more, potentially. And um, so I was, I kept it with compression. And then I just remember, I remember the sound he made when he started breathing again. And I could, you know, I, I reached down and I, I could feel a, a faint pulse and everything like that. And then so forth and so on. But that moment, his heart revived. So, you know, he was not dead. He had not passed from death into, you know, life unto death. You know, he, he hadn't, uh, I, I don't believe that there, you know, such thing as coming back from the dead. Uh, because the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. Um, so, you know, I didn't, I'm not trying to say that I brought him back to life. That's no such thing as that, Okay. Uh, only Jesus did that and a few of the disciples because of the power of the Holy Spirit, but not Mike D'Angelo on that night. <laughs> so anyways, my wife also was pregnant at the time, very pregnant with Dominic. So just all sorts of craziness. But I remember that. And I just remember thinking of that, just breathe, just breathe. And when he finally started breathing again, it was, ooh, it was, it was, a, it was a feeling that, um, uh, of unbelief almost. I mean, I'm just like, wow, it, it works. And, um, just doing that in, in person. And so anyways, I said all that to say this revived, if that gives you quickened. Okay. Uh, that's the best way I can kind of put it in real life terms. And, um, what a night that was, but, um, yeah, so let's, let's move on. All right. So we're going to go over to first Corinthians 15 in uh, verse starting in verse 45 here in a second. I just want to read verse two here, wherein in time past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit, little s, that now worketh in the children of disobedience. We were once that we were once children of disobedience. Um, the Bible says in one place, year of the fa- year of your father, the devil. And that's where we were. We were, uh, we walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Now, before we turn over to first Corinthians chapter 15, um, I, I want to say this, 
even though Satan runs this world as far as that goes, he is the prince of the power of the air. As we just, prince of the power of the air, as we just get done reading here, he cannot do anything that God does not allow him to do. Okay? He is not all-powerful. He has to ask permission. Remember the account of Job. He even had to ask permission just to even touch Job, to do anything to him. Christian, remember your place in this world. You're a child of the king. You are a child of God. While we know in this world there's all sorts of evil and wickedness and everything like that, we know nothing happens without God allowing it to happen. It works in his time frame, on his timeline. Okay? So we, as we look at events of this world, that should shape our view of the world. Our perspective should be through the prism of God's word and knowing full well and also having the mind of Christ. We know full well what's going on. Now, don't need to fret. We don't need to get overly excited about it. We need to know what's going on. But if you find yourself getting enthralled with all these different, you know, this is going on, and this group over here is trying this, and of course they are. They're natural men. But just remember, you should, you should remain informed. Don't get me wrong. But remember in uh, whom we have believed in and, have, and are persuaded that he is able to, able to keep that which he hath committed unto him against that day. Okay? Uh, that's Paul speaking to Timothy. As he said, I'm fully persuaded. Be fully persuaded. Remember who you are. I just wanted to say that. Now, turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And usually when I'm saying something, I'm usually saying it to myself. In fact, all the time I am, so. Because that's the only person I'm looking at. It's the only person that's in this room right now besides the Holy Spirit. And uh, he's convicting me of that right now. Don't get too wrapped up in things of this world. Remember who you are. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If you're there, uh, let's start in verse 45. Uh, let's actually let's start in verse 44. It is sown a natural body. Now, this is speaking of the natural man. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 explains who the natural man is. We get this. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. We understand the concept of that. Now look, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. God breathed into him and became a living soul. We see that in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, and then also in Genesis 2 and verse 7, I believe. Um, but it says, made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Jesus Christ was all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Because of his sacrifice, because he sent his spirit into the world, he was made that quickening spirit to make you alive again, to be born again. You know, remember Nicodemus talking about that? How can I be born again? How can I, can I enter into, again into my mother's womb? This is what it means about being born again. Not a natural body, because that's not possible, but a spiritual body. He was made a quickening was made a quickening spirit. Um, we'll turn over to some other verses here in a minute, but I just wanted to show that real quick to you. All right, now let's turn back to Ephesians chapter 2. And verse 3, among whom 
also we had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh. Remember, conversation is like a lifestyle. That's why when Paul says the ends of your conversation, we should be looking for people's end of their conversation, not just what they're speaking with their mouth, but how they live out through their life. You know, that's all we can do. Can we really know what's in the inward man? No, not to 100% certainty. Um, We can get a pretty good guess, but we can see in the ends of people's conversations. So that's what it's talking about. In the lusts of our flesh. So that's also among, or so excuse me, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh. So remember who you once were. And I think that'll increase our grace that we have with some people, our patience. Um, just remember who you once were. When you feel yourself starting to get kind of in the flesh a little bit, just go, oh, I can't believe this guy's. Just remember who you once were. And uh, that's, I say that to encourage you. Because uh, when people are lost relatives and, and friends and things like that, that, that act as natural men and women, It can be disheartening, it can be discouraging, and we can lose our patience, we can lose our, you know, I can't, you just need to get saved. Remember who you once were and why they're doing what they're doing. And um, I think that'll expend our grace. And it also give you a little bit of um, joy at the same time, saying thank you, Lord, that I'm not that anymore because of what you did for me. And also about, Lord, please break their spirit. Please have them come to godly sorrow over their condition as a sinner. Getting back to verse 3, though. In times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Hmm. And we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. By nature. That's what they are. This guy over here, boy, I tell you what, he's acting, that's natural for him to act that way. Remember, though, we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh. I think that'll humble us a little bit. It certainly does me. But God, boom, there it is. Verse 4 is the turning point. If not for grace, were it not for grace, and um, times past, I, you know, I sang a little bit of that song, where would I be? Wandering down some lonely road to nowhere with my salvation up to me. No such thing. I know how that would go. The battles I would face. But God, verse 4. Man, that's so good. Who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Amen and amen. Even when we were dead in sins, but God committed his love towards us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. Now, I told you I'd go to a couple of other verses, so get ready to turn to Colossians. Just a couple books over, Colossians chapter 2. And I'm there. Colossians chapter 2. 
I wrote down to start in verse 13, but let's see. Mm, no, let's start in verse 8. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Don't let anybody fool you with religion, traditions, vain philosophies, anything like that. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, because he had the quickening spirit. He had the mind, <laughs> let this mind be in you, which was, in, which was also in Christ Jesus, as Philippians 2 uh, reads. Beware. Beware, in the strongest, strongest terms that could possibly be conjured up. Beware. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, verse 10, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. He's the head of all principality and power. Remember what it said there? According to the prince and power of the air, he's the head of that. Satan can't act on his own. But he is the head, which is the head of all principality and power. Keep going. In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. It's not speaking of the physical act of circumcision. It's the spiritual act of circumcision. Ooh, this is going to get really good. In putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Because what he did, his righteousness, when God looks at you, he sees Christ doesn't see you in your sins or else you're in a lot of trouble. If you're still dead in trespasses and sins, you are in an extreme amount of danger. Please, beware. But now we are complete in him. This is amazing because remember we talked about the first fruits. Um, <laughs> this is getting really good. But in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off of the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism. Remember, this isn't a physical act. This is not physical baptism, some sort of submerging in water. Wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. You mean the Father raised him from the dead? Said Jesus rose from the dead himself. He raised himself up. Said the Spirit rose. Uh, the Spirit rose. Uh, I, I'm saying that right. The Spirit raised him from the. There it is. Raised him from the dead. Yes, because in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It'll blow your mind if you keep if you try to think about it. That's why we have faith in it. But that's what the Bible says. And think about this. Think about this. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Remember, remember the Greek term all, what it means? It means all. Past, present, and future. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. Blotting out means removing it. it. It's like it was never even there. Which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. It is finished. Now, that, that's not the only thing. Here it goes. 
But wait, as we said before, there's more. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Yeah, what do you think those principalities and powers are trying to do? Well, they wanted to kill him, and then they wanted him to stay dead. But up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph o'er his foes. Yes. So he made a show of them openly. Remember we talked about this and when we went through the book of Colossians. Made a show of them openly is just like, there's no doubt. It's, uh, I, made, I even said it's kind of like in basketball where you make a show of somebody openly. You just, there's no doubt. Everybody's like, whoa, look at that. No doubt. Made a show of them openly. Rose was seen of thousand people. He was on, he walked this earth being seen by his disciples. It's, it's amazing. Made a show of them openly. Rose from the dead. And that's not just the, uh, you know, we have faith in that. We know the, what God's word says about that. But even man history, man-made history says something happened back then. They couldn't explain it. That's why they tried to pay off the guards and all this other kinds of things. They couldn't explain it. Hmm. All right. So not only Colossians 2, but let's turn over to 1 Peter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3, starting uh, let's just uh, read verse 18. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins. He only needed to do it once. You don't have to break his body in the Eucharist and have him crucified, broken body every single time and drink his blood every single time. Remember, beware, lest any man spoil you once. You don't need to crucify him over and over and over again. I love you out there, but if you're depending upon what some guy in a robe is telling you as he holds up a piece of wafer and breaks it, you can go to your, your King James Bible here. You can go to the Word of God and say, that doesn't line up with Scripture. Because for Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, he that knew no sin, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. Big S. Does it not say that? Does it not? We are quickened by that same Spirit. Quickened. I told you we're going to concentrate on tonight revived, made alive. Let's go back to uh, Ephesians chapter 2. Verse number 6, this has been mentioned before, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, what's really interesting about that is that's present tense. What does that mean? I think we'll talk about that some other time. There's a couple uh, guys that I know have, have talked about on videos. But that is, that's incredible to think about. That's incredible to think about that when Paul died, when they stoned him to death, and his body was laying there, he didn't know if he was out of the body, in the body, but he just knew that he saw things, and I'm paraphrasing what he was saying, that he couldn't even, he couldn't even utter. In fact, he was given a thorn in the flesh, so he wouldn't. 
remember who you are and what your position is now because of what Christ did for you. That, verse 7, in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Remember the Gift of God series. Go back and watch it. Not of works, lest any man should boast. If anybody tells you you can work for salvation, take them to this verse, take them to all of Ephesians, take them to Galatians, and say, this, thus saith the Lord. This is what the Bible says about that. Somebody tries to tell you that you need to keep your salvation by doing good works, you take them to this. Now, I know they'll take you to other places, but Scripture is not contrary to other Scripture. You need to read it in context and rightly divide. But when you do that and you show them this verse, okay, if you ever start doubting whether or not you are saved, who saved you? Now, if you're depending upon a prayer or something like that or a profession and you're just kind of, I don't know who saved you. If you trusted in Christ Jesus, remember, the grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus, if that's, you came to the end of yourself, godly sorrow, which worketh repentance, and you came to the end of your own righteousness, and you start doubting, go back to that moment. That's why I posted on the, uh, on the Facebook page, I said, you know, take me back to that moment, or just give me a date. So check that out on the, Let, on the Let This Mind Being You Ministries on Facebook, and just give a date. You know, I don't need a, an entire thing, but I think it's great that we would just go and say, hey, on this date, even if you don't know the exact date, on this year, you know, in the summer of 1990, in the summer of 1991, in the winter of 1995, in the spring of 1982, if you can remember the moment, just don't remember the date, that's fine. But let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Take it back to that moment and just remember, it is the gift of God. You didn't work for it, not of works, lest any man should boast. You would have reason to boast if you had something to do with it. 4, verse 10. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So now that the created a new man, now that we're a new creature in Christ, what have we been created to do now? Now we are his workmanship. He has made the change. He has made that change in you. He has made you a new creature in Christ. You are now an ambassador. You are now a son of the living God. You are now son and joint heirs, which is incredible to think about. But we are his, for we are his workmanship now, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We don't do anything to get saved by doing works, and it's just not keeping it. But now that we are a new creature, you can't help but do that. If you let this mind be in you and not let your own mind be in you, because we're still in this flesh. We still have the capability to do a lot of stuff that's of the natural man. Just remember, you're not a natural man anymore. We still fall. We still fail. 
But I will tell you that those sins have been forgiven. Should you continue in sin? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, the Bible says. Okay. Wherefore, remember, look at that, that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made by hands. So this is simply saying, remember you were Gentiles in the flesh. Your nationality, you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. Don't matter who, if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. So, and that's what it's talking about here with the circumcision. Those are Jews. Remember the problem that they were having in this early New Testament church, and by the way, it's just taken on a different form today, but they were having problems with the Judaizers and the, well, frankly, with a lot of bigotry. Well, I can't believe that those, and those guys are just second-class Christians. You know, they're not quite up to us because we're chosen. That's what th- some of the things that were going on. Uh, it's just taking a different form these days, but still the same stuff going on. But just remember that ye, being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that in, excuse me, that at that time ye were without Christ. See, remember, the natural man, yes, there is that separate, you know, you're Jew, Gentile, remember that. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Are we about to be turned into a different uh, nationality? No. Well, sort of. Look at, let's read further. And strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. There's that word again. But now... In Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. This is speaking of the spiritual. For he is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Remember, there's no difference between Jew or Greek. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain, one new man, so making peace. You want peace in the Middle East? It's not going to happen until he rules and reigns for a thousand years, but you want peace with your fellow man? If you are born again and they are born again and you're having some sort of struggle between you two, remember Philippians chapter 2. You're not having the mind of Christ. But remember, <laughs> it's there. Let this mind be in you. No strife, all that strife, vain glory, all that stuff is in the flesh. But he already abolished that in the flesh. We just allow ourselves to get back into that, put back under that bondage again, willingly. We can't change who we are now. We are in Christ, we're new creatures, but we can get back in that flesh, can't we? and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body. We are one body. By the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. No doubt that God is not done with his chosen people Israel. They're nigh, but he set them aside. This is called the time of the Gentiles. But when that fullness of the Gentiles become in, he's going to deal with 
Well, he's going to deal with the prodigal son again. Uh, I had a, a, a brother in Christ, Brother Garrett, uh, who's been on this channel before. Brother Garrett um, sent me a text and talked about how he was reading through, and I'm going to read a little bit of it. We got time. I'm going to read a little bit of it because I thought it was really interesting. He said, um, I'm going through Luke and was reading this morning in chapter 15, which contains the popular parable we call the prodigal son. There's much that can be said about this parable, but at its core, it seems to me that this is the Jew and Gentile relationship. Obviously, we know that Jesus did away with that enmity, Ephesians 2, and that's why I thought it was kind of interesting that he came to this. But this parable shows the jealousy provoked by God, calling a foolish nation as promised in Deuteronomy 32 and verse 21. Paul also speaks of it in Romans 10 and 11. And then he asked my thoughts. And I said, well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I said, I think that's a valid observation in regards to the prodigal son parable. I do think, though, that doctrinally, and I still believe this, um, as far as that goes, doctrinally, it is a representation of the end of the time of Jacob's trouble, um, when the prodigal son returns and finally look upon him whom they have pierced, and they're like, ooh, when they finally cry out, finally recognize him as a Messiah, that's when he's coming back. That's when they come back to him, you know, just like the prodigal son did after being in the world. And that's the next thing I mentioned. The beginning of the period starts with the fullness of the Gentiles, Romans 11, as you mentioned, and ends with them coming back to the Father. It is a good parallel to the Jew-Gentile relationship while remembering the actions of the other son in the parable. Remember the other son? Everybody remembers the prodigal son, but what did the other one do? He couldn't believe it. He's like, I stuck around here and everything like that, and now this kind of comes back and everything like that, not having really the mind of Christ in that moment. But ultimately, I believe because the parable is in the Gospels that it deals specifically with the Jews, prodigal son, rejecting the Father, Jesus, God in the flesh, then returning after living in the squalor of the world. Remember, they're been put aside. Remember the, the story of the prodigal son. Living in the pleasures of sin for a season, then getting persecuted. Remember, he was living it up until he was put into the pig pen and, and persecuted, and I, I kind of made that a kind of a, a parallel to, to the time of Jacob's trouble. So anyways, I, I just thought that was an interesting thing to, for us to study or study on your own, you can think about, but the parallels between that. But that enmity between the Jew and the Gentile is gone, as he just said. Um, and came and preached, verse 17, Peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit, Unto the Father. How do we have access? Go back and watch all the study we did on Hebrews. The only reason we have access to the Father, the only way is because his flesh, his veil, the veil was torn. Remember the Holy of Holies? They had that big, thick veil. When Jesus Christ died and said, it is finished, that veil ripped from top to bottom. Another historical fact, by the way, that they do not understand. Well, it was an earthquake. We don't really get how. Then how did it rip that heavy, thick veil from top to bottom? I know. And now you and I both are priests that have access. We don't have to go through a priest in order to have our sins forgiven. We went through the high priest who went in once to the Holy of Holies. Once. 
not over and over and over again like they used to. Once. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers, amen, and foreigners. Here it is, ambassadors, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Fellow citizens, you're citizens of a different country that has been left in this world to be ambassadors for the king. Not to spread what you want to spread, your own thoughts and opinions and traditions and philosophies and everything like that, but church, let this mind be in you. Only about the word of God, the scriptures, because that is the word of the king. By the way, Psalms 138 and verse 2. I read it all the time. Let's read it once again. Psalms 138 and verse 2. I will worship towards thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. That's important. That's how important this is. Scripture only, alone, this. This, you want to know how you can let this mind be in you? You need to have this mind in you. Let the Spirit teach. As men teach, you should be going to the Word of God and say, hmm, yep, or ooh, no, 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 no. That violates this Scripture, this Scripture, this Scripture. Remember we talked about uh, figuring out what's counterfeit? You don't handle counterfeit. You don't need to be handling counterfeit Bibles and counterfeit philosophies and counterfeit all this kind of stuff. You need to handle the real thing, and you'll notice, ooh, that's counterfeit, that's counterfeit, that's counterfeit because of the spirit that's in you. That's why we're supposed to try the spirits, whether they be of God. Fellow citizens, I'm speaking hopefully to fellow citizens, and if you'd like to join our country and you're not a citizen of this country, please write to me, ltmbiy at yahoo.com, and I would love to talk to you. Verse number 20, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. Remember we talked about how the mansion on the hillside is not a physical building. But it's this, hmm, which temple ye are, verse number 22, in whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. And that's Ephesians chapter 2, and that's about the quickening. The, you who were dead are now quickened, and the opportunity to be quickened by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. Gift of God. Come get the gift of God. Please write to me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I would love to talk to you. Leave a comment below, uh, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's in any of the podcasts. Hurry. Time is running out. All right, let's go over to the comment section. Did we have a lot of comments tonight? Probably so. <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave a few seconds if somebody wants to bring back something up that um, obviously I was not observing. Okay. Uh, okay, let's start over here. 
let's start over here in on Facebook and just see, okay, well, we had quite a few people that did join. And again, remember, if you, um, if you just came in here for a few minutes, but it's the first time you were, you've watched the, the broadcast, please leave a comment in either this chat, this live chat, or in the comments below once the video posts, okay? And um, I see quite a few people. And my dad is here. And my Aunt Judy. Well, Aunt Judy, if you're still here, hello to you. My Aunt Judy, uh, my mom's youngest brother's wife. My Uncle Mark's wife, okay? Thank you for joining. I don't see any questions over there, so let's go back over to YouTube. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Brother Stephen, yes, it was good uh, for the fellowship. Yes, it was good. Uh, okay, so Gabriel, if you're still on here, um, I notice sometimes I see your, I've mentioned this before, sometimes I see your comments and then... Um, I guess once I respond, you just go ahead and delete them. I guess that's what's happening. I hope YouTube's not removing your your uh, your comments and your uh, and on the live chat and also on on videos. I hope you're doing that. Um, at least I hope so. Okay. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. Um, I'm I'm just searching through here, searching, searching, searching. I see a lot of people to join tonight. That's great. Uh, that's that's really neat and that's awesome. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Uh, here's a good comment. The Lord Jesus spoiled the principalities by rising again from the dead. When he rose from the dead, he certainly did. He made a show over them openly. He is alive forevermore. Yes, that is true. Uh, so coming down through here, coming down, coming down. Quite a few. Uh, Brother Durna says he's going to be in Luke 15 tomorrow. Well. That is awesome. So uh, you uh, could be in the same passage of scripture that uh, that my brother uh, Garrett Culler was in. Um, okay. Well, um, I'm not seeing. I'm almost down to the end here, and I'm not seeing. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Brother Gabriel says year of your father, the devil that's in John chapter eight, verse 44. Cool. And there's brother Garrett Culler here on YouTube. We, uh, just sang that song on Sunday, precious cornerstone, cornerstone, sure foundation on verse 20. Yes. Amen. Brother Garrett, right out of Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 16. Thank you, sir. Uh, and you, uh, brother Gabriel says he does delete the, okay, good. I was just hoping that, uh, I, I was just hoping that that's what was going on and it wasn't getting, uh, some, some or something happening, um, in within YouTube. My mom says, love the study. Oh, amen. Praise the Lord. All praise and honor and glory to the one who's worthy of the praise and the excitement in your being tonight. I guess I did get a little bit excited. How can you not? How can you not get excited that uh, 
especially when it says, but God, <laughs> I love that. But God was rich in mercy, like all these different things. Boy, that's just great. Uh, brother Pearson here, Jonas Pearson, praise the Lord for your studies, brother. Keep going. They are much appreciated. Oh, praise the Lord. I, I'm so, I'm so thankful that, uh, they're much appreciated by you there, brother Jonas. And, um, uh, that's an encouragement to me. And as the body of Christ, as the church of God, the church of Christ, I guess you would say, we, uh, that's one of the things we do. We edify, we help build each other up, we exhort each other, and we also encourage. And um, that's great. The Antonacios are on here. That's good to see. So if the Antonacios are on here, if all of them are watching, that means that's, that's quite a few people that are watching. <laughs> so even though it's only showing one of you as a viewer, if you're all watching together, that's, that's, that's a few of you. So uh, an awesome family up there that uh, gather with my dad at his uh, local body. Okay. Uh, Ephesians 2.19, another good reference verse that lines up with God separating the nations in the Old Testament. And now has separated us, a peculiar people. Yep, we are now, that's, that's absolutely true, Brother Stephen. Okay, well, I'm coming up on that time, so any other comments? <laughs> My Aunt Judy over here on Facebook. Mahala Griffin. I hope I pronounced that right. Mahala Griffin. Um, it's a name I haven't seen before, and so if this is your first time watching, thank you for watching the broadcast. Let this mind be in you. Um, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter three. I guess we'll kind of preview as I'm waiting for the last little comments. And also, if you want to leave a prayer request, please do that. And uh, I'm going to make time for that. If you have something you would like us all to pray for tonight. So, uh, we'll be in Ephesians chapter three next week, uh, Lord willing, if not before that. And, um, I've already got quite a bit of stuff. Also Ephesians three, if you remember several weeks back, I had a coffee malfunction, meaning that the coffee was out of the cup, but not in my mouth, <laughs> going down my throat. It was on my Bible, unfortunately. I, I accidentally, um, the lid kind of popped off. I was messing around with it. And so this is right about the point where the pages are a little crinkled. It makes it look, though, that it's uh, like a Bible from like the 1800s or something like that. It's got patina, as they call in the antiques business. <laughs> but I, I was so, oh, I was so upset that I did that. But you know what? The, the notes and everything still write on the. Oh, excuse me. That that probably blinded you. On the note takers Bible, note takers Bible. By the way, if anybody is associated with local church Bible publishers, <laughs> and you would like to send me a replacement, that'd be okay. Yeah, anyways. This is a really good Bible. I love it. It's the uh, the note takers. Uh, I mentioned that before. The number on it is 400 E3 Bravo. So 400 Echo 3 Bravo. I think that's the uh, the series of it or the number on it. But I love this Bible because it's big enough words, but it's got a nice little side margin here to take notes and everything. I love it. There's no... Um, there's no concordance or, or, or cross-references in there. You write your own as you come across them in your study. But anyways, Ephesians chapter 3. I said all that because I just noticed again that this is where the pages start getting kind of... 
Anyways, all right, so um, we're going to be talking about um, what Paul's talking about when he's talking about being a prisoner. Um, and he goes down through here and says a lot of different things, but the, the thing that uh, really kind of jumps out, well, I'll, I'll save it till next week. But anyways, we're going to be talking about Ephesians chapter 3 next week, and if you've joined me here on the, um, and you've listened all the way through on the podcast version, and you're here, thank you so much. Go um, tell all your friends. Like, subscribe, uh, however you do it on these podcast platforms. I don't really know, but share that. It's a good way to download onto your smartphone, pair it to your your car as you're going down the road. You don't have to look down at these videos that are on YouTube and Facebook Live. Please do not do that. Um, but you can listen to it. And and um, so you can do it on your Wi-Fi at home so you're not using up your data minutes uh, as you're streaming down the road. So anyways, that's why I wanted to make that available for those that um, – would like so tell all your friends about those podcast versions if you're watching here on live facebook live or or youtube so ephesians chapter three and any prayer requests let's check it out right before we end uh nothing on facebook and uh brother burns brother andrew is uh asking for prayer again absolutely So we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Um, there's quite a few other things. Uh, pray for me, uh, for wisdom, as I, uh, well, as I lead my family as a husband and father, and um, as trying to be uh, one of the faithful men that's helping the uh, the work of the Lord down here in Mississippi. And uh, just pray for me on that, that I would have wisdom and discernment and um, have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in me, please. And uh, I got to just die daily, become that prisoner. And uh, so beyond that, uh, please be praying for that. And then also, I unfortunately have to go on deployment here in about a month and a half or so. And uh, so I'm not looking forward to that at all. But I will continue with these, um, these, uh, these broadcasts, but they just will not be live. Uh, where I'm going to be at in the southern coast of Spain, uh, it's, I think it's like six or seven hours ahead. So when, you know, at nine o'clock on the east, or east coast or central, or central time especially, it's like three or four in the morning over there. So I'm not going to be able to do that, but I'm going to be doing quite a bit of studies. Um, I, I feel like, uh, you know, the Lord is really, you know, even though I'm going on deployment, I'm going to miss my family terribly. And... Um, but I feel like that I'm, I'm going to have a lot of time to study. Um, you know, I, 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 would, I would rather be here, of course. Uh, but I feel like I'm going to have a lot of time to study um, and to produce a lot of videos and a lot of uh, different uh, lot of studies and, and, and teaching. And so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that at the same time you understand the, the, the straight betwixt two. You know, I'm, I'm really... Um, I'm really not looking forward to that at all. Um, but, uh, anyways, be praying for me, be praying for my family, safety, and, um, that, uh, as, uh, as I'm away, safety, and that, uh, you know, we would grow closer as a family, even through that time of distance apart, and, um, just stay connected and communicate as much as possible. So be praying for that, okay? All right, one last look here. 
All right, so let's go to the Lord in prayer real quick as we close the broadcast tonight. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for the amazing truth of your word. Lord, thank you for these uh, brothers and sisters in Christ and, and, and anybody else who has joined tonight. Lord, I pray that it has been um, uplifting, edifying. It's been exhorting uh, those brethren to good works. Lord, I pray that for the conviction of your Holy Spirit on the lives of those that need it. And uh, Lord, I just ask that uh, your will and way would be done. Lord, not our will, but yours be done. Lord, we pray for our brother Andrew as he's uh, asking for prayer. Lord, you know the situation. Lord, you know, um, even though we don't, you make utterance, Lord, right now. And um, you know what the situation is. Lord, help my brother there to have them your mind. And as you said in the garden, Abba, Father, not my will, but thine. Lord, help him to be surrendered to your will in this moment of prayer and all the time. But, Lord, we just ask for you to have your will and way in that situation. Any other prayer requests that were not mentioned tonight, Lord, I just ask, and I just lift those up to you, that you know and you're able to do more than we can even ask or even think. And so, Lord, I just ask that uh, you would bless us the rest of this night, give us safety, give comfort where needed. And, Lord, would you, uh, would you help us to have your mind? Lord, help us just crush our, our, just crush our, our self-righteousness. Lord, help us to humble ourselves, to die daily, every moment. And, but, Lord, at the same time, Lord, help us to have the joy in knowing who we are now. And at the same time as that, help humble us, Lord, to have grace for others, to remember we were once as they were. Lord, help that to break our heart. Help us to be as the Apostle Paul was, who was willing for his brethren in the flesh, for the Jewish people, was willing to be accursed, was willing to go to hell if he could, even though it was impossible. Lord, help us to have that desire. Help us to please, Lord, let our lives live out the way you would have us to live them out. Help us to be good ambassadors. Help us to proclaim your word and your word alone. We ask all these things in your precious holy name, for Jesus' sake. Amen. And amen. All right, that's it for tonight. Uh, that's it for the broadcast. I appreciate the fact that you did join in. and. Uh, Oh, it's just a standard deployment, Brother Gabriel. There's nothing going on. I, I'm, in, I'm in construction, and so we'll be dealing with uh, doing construction projects. So that's what I do. I, there's nothing, you know, like serious going on. <laughs> Let's put it that way. What's going on in Spain, though, is that it is a deeply religious country that's very, very lost. And, uh, hmm. Yeah. That's one of the things I, I'll mention it some other time, but uh, just going down to where Christopher Columbus is buried in this big cathedral, I, I visited one time, and just the opulence, the gold, and all these other kinds of things, and it was just vanity. Hmm. So anyways, all right, well, I love you in the Lord. Thank you for joining me here on Let This Mind Be In You. Please make plans to be back here next Thursday night. 
and be looking out. Uh, like, subscribe. Make sure you get notifications. Um, if I go live, that way it'll ring on your phone. Make sure you get all notifications. Click that bell. And uh, and they'll go check out some of the, the previous um, studies that I've done. Book of Hebrews we mentioned tonight. The Gift of God series. And uh, also the study in, in Colossians. So it's all good because it's all the Word of God. It's not because of me. All right? So... Love you in the Lord. God bless you. And I'll see you back here next week, if the Lord wills. Bye-bye for now.